0: What's up, chilly? Am I chilly right now or trilly? <laughs> you chilly today? Okay, depends on if you are going on that paddle trip or not. Well, I'm not, so I guess I'm trilly. You might oh, be something worse than trilly. Trilly. No, trilly is when I'm. I was trilly when I said I'd go if you bought me a canoe. Okay, well, that was being. Trilly, I was then. just trolling. That was being trilly. I'm. Well, ch- I'm chilly right now. Well, let me tell you what, Corey J C eighty six.
1: Said about us, Chili, on the uh, podca- Apple podcast review here. All right. About us? About us. You guys got to put 2022 Chad and Chili Journey Across America in the books. We got to put it on the calendar. Going to say avoid the yuppie tour bus, mm. get you an adventure rig. Yeah more representative of what you guys are about and the adventures you might get into. Paint an old bull on one side and a can of Hormel chili on the other. Swing through God's country, Oklahoma, and I'd be honored to buy you guys a meal. Keep speaking the truth, Corey. I think that's a good idea. and In fact, I think the Suburban is a little
2: too fancy uh, for that kind of... But, you know, tour set up he's talking about. So, I you know, I think we could get y'all like an old Astro van with the high top. That, I mean, heck, that'd be a high deal. You got something with a bed in it? Y'all could check out several of the mechanic shops along the way. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of mechanics that need to hear the gospel and you could maybe have a uh,
0: night over while they're fixing your I car. Like I like Corey. I like his Corey head, too. where his head's at. Corey, thank you for leaving that review. Corey, don't buy us a meal; just buy us a rig. He gave us
1: five stars, by the way. Appreciate you, buddy. Even though y'all was being a bunch of
0: yuppies wanting a
2: stinking RV.
0: No, I'm just, I'm just kidding, Corey. I'm not like Chad where he asks people to get us stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't even let you pay for a meal. We'll, we'll swing. Hey,
1: we ain't a nonprofit over here. I'd be asking for donations
0: right now. <laughs> we'll swing through uh, Oklahoma and I'll buy Corey's dinner.
1: Well, I like this idea of an adventure rig, man. Mm-hmm. I, I can picture it in my head: full wheel drive, diesel, diesel, some all-terrain tires. Yep. You know, rack up, rack up on the top to keep our. Uh, well, I'll keep my kayak up there since I like to do some paddling. I'll and keep my bike. running shoes. We'll have the bike rack on the back for uh-huh. one bike. Yeah, for my bike. Um and we just hop in that joker man we could we will upgrade our lav mics so we get some better audio quality for our on the road podcast dwayne when dwayne was doing that documentary for the mid-state mile he had these lav mics and he said they were like five grand a piece but man the audio quality coming through those things was better than coming through this microphone right here
0: it was unbelievable all of his equipment was crazy Oh, it was crazy, dude. The cameras I was holding and running behind you with, good gosh. Yeah. That one was like a robot.
2: Well, from all the money you'd save building this adventure rig, i you know, as I think about it, you could probably build that for about five grand. You could then you could go get afford your lav mics, you know. You could you'd have more in your lav
1: mics than you would your
2: adventure rig.
1: Corey, I can assure you that if it if it was up to me in Chile. We would have an adventure rig.
0: You know how they always mess with me. I don't spend no money. I ain't never denied that. I ain't fixing to spend no money. But what I will.
1: We sp- went on a two-week trip, and the only thing he bought was a 75-cent ice cream cone. That's true. And he liked to have a heart
0: attack doing that. <laughs> it, it. I was wringing my hands when Literally, I went back Literally, that's the only thing he bought. I believe it. Yeah, well, I cash money, too. They um, I'm gonna buy something to, I guess, to kind of live in and contain me. I I may not even have to buy that, but that's what I'm saving up for. That's why I don't spend no money, and I'm I'm getting close. And Blake, for one, says I ain't got no credit. No, I got a good credit score, Blake. I've been building that for years. So I'm a uh, I'm gonna buy with just cash. Uh, an RV and we'll trick it out. Trilly's going to trick Hold it on. out.
1: Trilly, you're going to buy an RV. Yeah. He
2: just said, Oh, we already know we can't take that joke. credit It is. No, so no, 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 it No, y'all listen, this it. is, Probably.
0: this Ooh. has become my plan. Y'all, y'all think I'm saving for a house. No, I'm saving for something to live in. It ain't got it. mobile. I'm going to buy the RV that I'll live out of it, but we, use it
1: three to, or seven could just rent it from you that's, that's a good plan we'll rent it from you chili okay it's a, yeah
2: that would actually be an, a good investment Now, i mean i really? say that we'll see what your rates are first
0: but. i'll park it on your property and you can rent it for free that will be even okay and i'll buy it that'll be my home but not just that it'll be our travel vehicle
1: where are you gonna reside most of the time all right Tennessee or Georgia
0: well that's the problem that's why I need to be able to park it on <laughs> your property or something you you can't park them things well we can put a hookup over here yeah yeah we can put a hookup out here so in that way I guess if that's the case I'd reside in Georgia a lot but you'd keep
1: your Tennessee status as a Tennessee resident
0: yeah you'd probably come to terms with that huh you need to it's better being in Tennessee. We might could get them a little plot up in Villa now. Somerville.
1: Oh, you want Somerville now? I've always wanted Somerville. Okay, dude, I heard that. I heard that little here in just a minute, guys. We're going to talk about being healthy, whole, and we'll start off with a listener question. But I heard that little store up there off of twenty seven. If you go on past my road, that have you ever seen that little store up there on the left? Have you ever noticed it? What, what kind of store? Is it's it? a, like a little, it's just it, It's just a building, really. It ain't even a gas station. But anyways. Before I've, you get to them ones at the lumber yard? Oh, you go on past that. You go on past the lumber yard, and it's up there on your left. There, I think there's a little fruit stand there and stuff, but I've heard that store. I heard a lady told me this morning at the gym, that store has got the best biscuits. And there's a uh people just go in there and hang out. People from Somerville and all that. So we need to go check that out sometime.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite places was the biscuit box. That's in like Chatsworth. Maybe it's like that.
1: It might be. We yeah. need to go check that out, dude. They're they're open every day, she said, for breakfast and lunch. Hmm. So
2: Well, crushed tomatoes has got a good pizza up there.
1: That's Thanks. in Somerville? Yep. And if y'all are looking for a good place to eat in Rome, we eat at Blossom Hill Barbecue. Almost every day. Almost every day. Yeah. So check that out. Let's hit this listener question real quick. I've got, I've got multiple listener questions in here, but today we're going to hit this one coming off of Instagram from Tyler Riddle. I thought it was a really good question because I think something a lot of people have found themselves struggling with, I being one of them. Hey, man, uh, I've had an on-and-off-again relationship with God for years. I struggle at times because it feels like I only migrate back to the Lord when things aren't going so well in life. It makes me uh, feel guilty to start to pray again because when things are going smooth in life, I don't pray. Do you have any wisdom in this? Um, I'm sure you're busy and have a bunch of messages, but we appreciate you, Tyler. No, I appreciate you, brother. And uh, never too busy to answer questions like this, man. We love seeing good, solid topics and questions come across on Instagram because it helps us grow and it, I think, lets us all know that we're challenged in in the same ways yeah. uh, a lot of times. So man have you ever struggled with this
0: yeah i have i'd say everybody's lying if they say they have never uh kind of found themselves where they cry out to god in times of distress and then when things get better they kind of just back off a little bit yeah you know um i mean i'm pretty sure I, I there's a few there's a few things you can say for sure about people that you don't know but i think everybody kinda has done that before, you know, slipped into that it's just easy. Yeah, it it is, man. I think the
1: first thing I'll say on this question, Tyler, is um I think a lot of people have a a picture of prayer. Their 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 perspective on prayer is that prayer is simply a list of requests or needs uh, that we are asking God to meet in our lives. And I think that we're missing out on a whole nother aspect of prayer that I think comes into play when things are good. Uh, you don't have to have a need or a request or a want To pray. I think the aspect of prayer that we miss out on a lot in our personal relationship with Jesus is the praise and the thanksgiving aspect of prayer. You know, I can only imagine that Jesus Christ um, is happy when us his most beloved creation, lift up our praise to him in conversation, in prayer, right? And so for me, when things are going good in life, that's what I focus my time in prayer on is praising him and thanking him for the good times and even for the, the simple aspects of life. And so that's kind of what my, that's what kind of keeps me focused on prayer in good times. I would say
2: when I when I have gotten in that situation, I will kind of see that I know that our salvation is not a works-based salvation, but you kind of feel like if you're doing pretty good compared to whatever you think, you can't compare it to the bible cuz you're not going to do you're not going to do good enough compared to leviticus or it live up to any of the laws but if you say well i'm doing pretty good you almost if you're not careful will lose track of why you need that you still need jesus regardless of how good you think you are you're never you you always need jesus so if you're feeling bad or things are going wrong, then you see your need for Jesus pretty easy, right? Like Things are going crazy. I can't control them. I need Jesus to rein this in. But then once it's reigned in to a point that you're accepting of, then you think, well, I can manage this part now, and I don't really need Jesus to keep this going as it is or to make it any better. So I guess that's a long way of saying that you need Jesus, just as much when things are going crazy as you do when things are by your standards or assessment of the situation not going crazy because you're just as helpless in both situations and need Him just as much in both. So to recognize your need for Jesus and the good times and the bad should increase your prayer life. So, you know, when it gets to that level of sustainability or good, then i think if you looked and there's you're still screwing something up like you're still i'm still losing my temper with the kids i'm still saying things to my wife i should and i'm still letting the team hear down with something so there's still areas i'm just totally blowing and to seek god to get better in those areas keeps you on track so you're never perfect, is what I'm saying, and you always need God. So when you feel like you're not praying to Him much, look for the areas you need Him in, and seek Him in those areas. But what you brought up was a great point. Is there's a whole other aspect to prayer, and that is thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. and and you know, for me, I don't I don't think it has to be in this formal, dear Lord, thank. It can be like thank you for this, thank, but. Just when, like, you read something and you think, man, how good is God that this happened? And, and you're just kind of, like, thinking through th- that situation and how much you appreciate God. To me, that's prayer. That's connecting with God. It doesn't have to be, like, a formally addressed speech or or letter or anything because you can connect with him without words. You know, it, there is a time for verbal prayer, and I, and I think that's great, but for me— it's all about your relationship with Jesus. So, for me, that's me connecting with Jesus and I think he is right on track with that,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think like Blake said there is a there is power in praying out loud and actually speaking the words, but I mean, you led me right into the verse that I was thinking about. If we talk about praying in good times and in bad, and it's uh first Thessalonians 5, verse 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Pray without ceasing. You know, I think a lot of people get confused when they say that because that's our perspective on prayer is setting aside time, you know, to, to get on our knees and really speak a prayer but what blake just described is that it is essentially how you can pray without ceasing and it's amazing i don't i I, obviously we can't understand the dynamic of what god can see going on in our minds but when we do see things in creation or in culture or in society that makes us thankful or 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 gives us uh, a reason to to uh, or, or that feeling of praise and just to magnify god right if if we're doing that in our hearts and minds and and connecting with jesus in that way that to me is the image of what what he's talking about praying without ceasing here Yeah in the Bible. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's another part of it. We talked about in the good and bad, and uh, you seeking God with this list of needs that are out of your control in the bad times. Well, here in this verse in Scripture, we hear give thanks in all circumstances, so that's another thing to think about. It's really, really hard in those bad times when you do feel the need to pray or the dependence on god um man it's a hard dynamic to think well we should actually even be thankful for those scenarios and for for a multitude of reasons you know why should we be thankful for those scenarios well the first reason i can think of is because obviously that bad time for you um tyler has actually pointed you and brought you back to jesus well Man, you should be thankful for that. Yeah. For that. And, and then also, obviously, all the growth that we experience, usually physically, spiritually, and uh, emotionally, come from those hard times. But, boy, it's hard to be thankful for them when you're right in the midst of it. But when well, we look to Scripture, that's what it asks us to do. And I think part of giving thanks in the, in the
2: hard times is separating your how separating what you think God thinks about you or how much he loves you from the situation that you're in. So it's easy to think, well, this situation is, is going great. We're doing good. God must really love me. Then the situation goes bad and you think, well, God must really not love me or be happy with me right now. And to separate your situation from what God thinks about you, because if you trust that he has your best interest in mind and that, Everything is going to work for, the Bible says it, God makes all things work for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. So if that's you, if you've been called according to his purpose and he loves you, which he does, then everything is going to work for the good, even though it might look like it's bad. In the end, it's Mm -hmm. going to be good. So just to say, I know that I'm in the will of God. Lord, thank you for this whatever it is, terrible time I'm going through because I know you have my best interest in mind and I know in the end that I'm going to get what is best for me. Whereas if all my life was just a merry-go-round and I enjoyed every bit of it, then you're not getting anything, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think to layer on pawn that too, I think it's important to recognize that the fact that we are all living within the confines of a fallen world that again going back to that principle that we are all as humanity hopeless i mean that's a that's a fact because by by our choice sin has now entered the equation and there's only one remedy for it and that's the blood of christ but, you know, you see, you take an instance like, um, say it's a, a terminal illness. Well, somebody would say, how, how, how in the world are you saying that, that God has our best interest in mind, but here I have a Bible-believing Christian that's diagnosed with a really difficult terminal illness, in whatever the circumstance is, the person may have children. it It may be completely just, I mean, just the worst thing you could imagine. That's why I think it's important to understand that, well, while we're in this life, we are living within the confines, within the structure of an environment that is not, is no longer what it was created to be. And you have to accept the reality of that, man. Uh and yes, bad things all the time happen to good people. And that is the reality of living within this construct. Well, and the
2: the thing is we don't even know what our best interest is. A better way to say it is that how could people, you know, like we say that that's a comfort situation. It's 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 extreme, it's uncomfortable on a net extreme level, that example you gave. And so, God still has that saved child of God's best interest in mind. I fully believe that. Now, he doesn't have their comfort in mind. He's not concerned with our comfort, how comfortable we are on earth and how much we're enjoying the situation. He doesn't care about that. But there is a bigger purpose being served through the situation you're going through. And you're you don't even know what your best interest is. You might think your best interest is to not have that terminal illness and be in the situation you're in, but how do you know? You have to trust that he knows what the best what your best interest is and what you're going through. It's just what you're going through. And then you talk about the you know, bad things happen to good people all the time. And but people ask that question, but what is good like none of us on earth are good because we are all sinners and have fallen short so to say that we don't deserve anything that happens to us is a total lie we deserve much more than the worst thing you could dream up that could happen to us and so anything that we're having to do that's a little bit uncomfortable is but a drop in the bucket to what we should actually be enduring because of how we have lived our
0: lives. Well, we deserve hell. Exactly. I mean, that That's what's important to, to note that I think sometimes gets glossed over with people is when you're talking about the physical torment that you may be experiencing, which some people have vastly different levels of, and I'm not going to even <laughs> pretend like I can help explain exactly why that is, uh the point is is we all deserve hell uh so yeah nothing in this physical realm will live up to hmm. that uh so i think that's important to to be blunt with with people is i think we seek to detach ourselves from the the actual punishment that we do deserve yeah um which we only think in terms of physical punishment sometimes, but the actual punishment is hell. So you, you uh, escaping that is <laughs> pretty much the ultimate gift. The, yeah. The, the, the kind of, you know, the, the best gift you could receive. So, um but switching gears a little bit, maybe it's not time to do that, but I've just really been thinking about the question he asked and I want to tell Tyler specifically, and and everybody who who is uh, commiserating with that question that he asked, because I'm sure a lot of people are, is I'm right there with you. And I've identified why I think that that is hard in my life, and it's because of the relational communication aspect of prayer. Like prayer is, it's a, how, how do you communicate with God? I mean, it, it, people talk about hearing audible voices sometimes. Well, I've ne- I don't, I've never really heard that. Uh, I don't think a lot of people have. And if you have, it may have been like one crazy instance in your life. Well, so like communicate, so to say you need to have communication with God, I'm in full agreement. Well, it's kind of difficult when it when you don't hear back. Like I can communicate with Blake and Chad, and and my family, and and somebody that I talk to. Well, it's very difficult to communicate or to feel like you're communicating when you don't hear back a response back. You may see the response back, and that's sh- I'm. It's just hard when you do, when you can't have a conversation like we're having on Earth.
2: Yeah, an immediate audible right. response. We're, we're
0: we're having a conversation right now in this room that i have never had with jesus i've never you know i've never had a conversation quite like this and that's what i'm that's what i think we often look for um when we're when we talk about prayer communicating with god and and so that's why i think it's difficult that's why it's difficult for me to pray in good times because like when bad times come you think oh okay i'll you know, I'll, I I I'm know I know I'm dependent on God, so I'm asking for this. Um, but when things are good, it's like, well, what am I going to say? You know, what am I going to? And and Chad and Blake talked about praising and everything else. But I just want to just say that I think that is why it's difficult. And I don't think any I don't think you should feel bad for asking that question or, or having this difficult time. But it's it's really your it's on us to seek that communication, seek that relationship in in every time of our lives, no matter what we're going through, uh, not just in the the bad, uh, because if you don't seek it in the times where you, you think everything's going good, and I'm not saying God's going to turn his back on you, he's not, uh, but like why would you expect him to even to to talk to you then if you don't talk to him when everything's going good? You, You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not saying he won't. I'm just saying like, why would you, if you view it as a relationship, why would you think that would work? You know, like how would that work with anybody that you know? It doesn't even have to be your wife. Just think about a friend. Think about anybody. If you, if they only came to you when times got rough for them to ask you for help or, money or whatever the, the the relationship was to you but they you never heard from them 90 percent of the time i mean you'd be like well what the crap this person just wants something from me and and i i, I totally get why it's hard to fall into that but you know do you just want something from God or do you want to seek a relationship with God? Because that's what I have come to to want to desire is a relationship with God. It's not easy to me. It's really hard because of that, that communication aspect that I, that I was talking about. That's kind of different than on here on earth. But for me, if you, I think if you are actually desiring that you, you, that would be the reason that you would, you know, praise him in the good times, try to seek, you seek that relationship yeah. all the time, not just when it's bad.
2: Yeah, when it's bad, you seek the gift of God above the giver, right? Yeah. You're asking, Yeah. you just want his gift of relief from your situation above the giver and the relationship
0: Yeah, with and him. And one thing that sounds like is, is what I hear a lot of people talk about too is they Basically, people feel closer to God when they're going through hard times. Yeah. And I think that is a testament to the need that we have to, like, create adversity in our comfortable lives. Yeah. Here in America and a lot of places in the world, we have it really easy. Yeah. Real comfortable. And sometimes if we don't create adversity or struggle ourselves – then there, there isn't going to be any for a while. I mean, yeah. it's probably coming, or it is coming, but you may not have any for a while. So I think you need to create that for yourself, and that just reinforces the dependence that you have on God. I, I think that helps. But I don't know what other...
2: Well, there's a whole other part to his question, too. And he says that when times are good, and he remembers or decides that he wants to talk to Jesus now, then he feels guilty. Oh yeah, because he hasn't had yeah. relation.
1: I was thinking with, the same thing
2: with him in a while, and mm-hmm. so you know the the story that always comes to mind to me for that is the prodigal son, mm-hmm. right? Where the the kid leaves home and squanders everything, and realizes, man, I have just screwed the pooch, son. I just squint, You know, I had a way better back there. At, can I, I would re- much rather just go be one of the servants of my father than I had be doing what I'm doing now. And he goes back, and how does the father welcome the son? You know, it says he sees him from a distance, which tells you the dad had been looking for him, right? If he sees him from a distance, he, he'd probably been looking for him. When's he going to come back? I'd, I'd love for my son to come, So he sees him, and he comes back, and they throw a big party for him and everything, and glad that he's home, and he basically steps right back into the role that he was in when he left. His dad didn't say, son, you've been gone for a while. You've got to start back at the bottom as a servant and work your way back up. So there's two parts to that, though, to know that really whatever whatever you've done, if, you, if you've let your relationship with Jesus backslide, you can step right back into that, and any guilt or anything you're feeling is put there by the devil and you are hindering yourself that is not needed you don't have to have that but the flip side of it is is to not use that as a crutch or a reason to say well it's okay to let my relationship backslide because i can step back right back in this whenever i want to yeah so you have to be real with yourself it's like what we talked about on the last podcast is like assessing that situation assessing that decision should you go speak or should you not you know you uh you you can't do that there's a
0: whole nother aspect to it you know well i mean even just as simple as ask yourself why is this happening like what are the reasons in your life that you only talk when or try to pray or talk to god when when it's bad times you know like why is that why don't you I mean, I'm not. I'm not talking directly at somebody. I'm talking to myself. Everybody, like, wh- why would we do that? Why? What are the reasons that you don't feel the need when things are going good? You know, I mean, I think that's what y'all have to ask your. We all have to ask ourselves: is why Why not now? Why Why do I ignore this communication when things seem to be going well? Is it just because you don't? You just forget, like, and you become complacent, or is it just? there is some kind of an underlying feeling that you have that you actually don't need him now because things are going well. Yeah. I don't know what it may be for different people. I mean, it's hard to even analyze why I've done it. Well, um,
1: I think that guilt aspect is definitely a tool directly employed by Satan. If he can make you feel guilty about turning back to Jesus for any reason, uh, it's mission accomplished yep. for Satan. And, you know, I, I think there, there's a difference between guilt and conviction. Yep. And the Holy Spirit will convict you of things. But with conviction comes the desire to do better. With guilt come shame yeah and and fear and and condemnation is yeah con- yeah exactly so I think that's exactly where that's coming from is Satan saying hey man hey Tyler you hadn't prayed in a while you probably shouldn't pray again how can you approach God you yeah. should you know
2: you haven't talked to him in six months that's what, right why you think you can go talk to that's him that's right
1: now? so understand where that's coming from And I just want to finish up this episode, uh, in a kind of a unique way. I met a lady in Utah named Betsy and, um, Betsy had probably one of the most powerful testimonies that I've ever heard in my life. Literally brought me to tears. And there's, there's a picture out there of her and I praying on the side of a mountain together because it was, it just rocked me to my heels of her testimony her husband, Drake, was a um, a Christian, a, a teacher, a Bible teacher, essentially. At I think he was at some, he, he taught at a school. I don't know what school it was. I forgot, but he was diagnosed with ALS, and Betsy's testimony was essentially just not only her side of how she dealt with losing him, but... Also, how he endured that process, and, and I remember her telling me that, like, one, like, just the, how horrific this disease was. That, you know, he would wake up one morning, and she remembers him waking up and not being able to button one of the, the buttons on his shirt. And, like, it just was little incremental things that this terminal illness was basically taking away from him. Until eventually, he passed away, or, uh, or or went went to be with Jesus, essentially. But she passed me along this um this YouTube video that uh, of Drake from Christianity into the Kingdom, a message from Drake Charles, and uh, I assume this is I have never listened to this video, but I wanted to listen to it as we talk about. A part of this conversation was why good things or bad things happen to good people and seeking God and thanking God, not only in the good times, but the bad times. So I've never listened to this video after hearing Betsy's testimony. I would think that it's probably good, but I want to listen to it and then we can make a comment on it. Have no clue what this dude's about to say. Um, the video is, whoa. Whoa. Never mind. The video is fifty three minutes long. <laughs> I thought it was three minutes long. All right, we'll listen to this then on, on our own time, and we'll come back and uh, talk about it again. This is on YouTube. It you can says put the link or something. Man. Yeah, I'll put the link down here. It's from Christianity into the Kingdom: A Message from Drake Charles. I think it's going to give us some interesting insight after knowing Betsy and yeah. how much her story you know impacted me her testimony impacted me not only her side but also with what drake went through so that's awesome man uh yeah i think that'll wrap it up for this show next uh, the next show we'll talk about wholeness and health <laughs> chad's a bit ambitious um
2: i remember two <laughs> podcast ago he was supposed to talk about false hum- humility and Something else. Oh yeah,
1: I want to talk about that too. Me and Chili talked about that a little bit last, uh, last night. We talked about pride and humility. What is humility? And this topic of false humility. So we got a lot to talk about, man. But we got we got stuff we got to do today. Yep. We got. I think I thought that was a solid podcast attacking a topic. Yeah. That I think a lot of people. Uh go through yeah. go through
2: that's a great question Tyler. yeah
1: that was an awesome question man so yep. i'm i'm 100 satisfied with that yep hope i hope the listeners are i guess it. you that, just
2: need to stop telling them what we're going to talk about and just say y'all just got the tune we don't know uh, what, we don't even know what we're going to talk about. we're going
1: to talk about. <laughs> about all this stuff one day that's the beauty of having a podcast yep uh i keep a running note on my phone of things i want to talk about on the podcast That's how this works. The
2: podcast!
1: That's how this works for me. (laughs) Now that
2: you've just blown everybody's eardrums.
0: You keep that list. It's titled Existential Podcast Topics.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week. Love you. Enough said.